0: We're all crazy, and the only difference between patients and their therapists is the therapists haven't been caught yet. Max Walker Hi guys, happy new year. Welcome to episode 17 of Emetophobia Help. I'm Anna Christie, recovered emetophobic, licensed psychotherapist specializing in emetophobia and your host for this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about crazy therapists with Savannah. I'm here with Savannah Taylor, who is from somewhere in the UK. Whereabouts are you?
1: I'm in Mosterton in Dorset.
0: Okay, so everyone in England is gonna know where that is, so that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um I'm actually I know where Dorset is, believe it or not, but I like geography. So hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Been busy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a busy is just the new normal, isn't it? Yes. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I, let's just kind of start out by having you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, the, like, and what it was like for you growing up, kind of your story of being a child, having the phobia, you know, when did you discover it and things like that? Okay. I'll hand it over to you.
1: Okay. So I first I think I discovered my phobia when I was about 14. Um, I, the first time I remember it was when I was a little girl and I was down in Cornwall with my grandma. We were staying um, there for the six weeks holiday and I wasn't allowed to play with the next door neighbour. It was me and my sister growing up and we used to always spend our six weeks holiday down my grandma's in Cornwall. And we used to always play with the next door neighbor called Lauren, and we used to have so much fun just you know doing building tree houses skateboarding on the road and There was one time that we couldn't go out to play with her because I was told that she had a sickness bug, and then I didn't really I didn't really remember what happened, but I don't remember being scared of it then um so I was obviously a bit upset I couldn't go and play with her and the next day, my grandma said that, you know, we were itching to go and see her. So we, we went over and we played with her for a bit. And she seemed better. She still seemed quite weak and quite tired. Um, but we didn't, I remember not thinking anything of it. And the day after, my mum came to pick us up. And we lived about three hours away from where my grandma lived. So she came down to pick us up. And I just remember waking up the next morning to go home. And I felt dreadful and I remember having my breakfast and, um, and feeling rotten all the way home and we had to stay at my other grandma's and that night my mum had a hem party and I remember being in the car for the whole three hours, just feeling so awful and just not being able to move. It, I was, I was just felt drained and I eventually got to my grandma's and, um, I was sick when I got there and it was, it was just awful. And that, I think was probably the worst time I had it. And I was so grateful for my little sister because she stuck with me the whole time when I was sick, okay. she was held my hand. She, you know, she stayed in the same bed with me. And then I'm, I assumed it progressed from there. Um, mm. it's it's bit it's gotten definitely gotten worse over the years since I'm older Mm -hmm. it's almost like I'm wiser to everything and I take Mm -hmm. more notice of what's around me and and what 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 could happen if I don't wash my hands properly or you know I'm aware I'm a lot more aware of Mm -hmm. other people and their body language and it's just
0: yeah yeah it's it's just sad it it is a it's a not a nice phobia to have at all no. um it I mean I suppose none of them are nice but I just feel like mm-hmm. well if you're there's people with phobia of puppies and you know they get a puppy at the end of getting better and what do we yeah. get right I know I've said that joke before but even if you're afraid of heights oh you get to go up to the CN tower yeah. now or something fun you know exactly, yeah. uh we we get to have you know, a virus and, and not scared. That's our reward. But so it's not a very nice phobia to have. There are others that are not nice at all as well. Um, But um, yeah. So do you remember how old you were in in that trip to your grandma's? I believe I was
1: about 11. I think I was about 11, 12.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And do you remember being afraid before that?
1: No, not at all. I remember not liking it. You know, right. nobody, like, nobody likes being sick, to be honest. Um, no, I remember not liking being sick. And I do remember a few times when I was younger and I was sick. Um, but I don't ever remember it being as traumatic as it would be if it would happen now. Yeah. So it was nothing yeah. like that.
0: So you and you're not very old. I mean, I, I'm, I, you can tell us how old you are. You can just tell us a decade. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm 27. I'm fine. I, I'll right. be 28 yeah. in March. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's not even been that much of your life. Like I'm 61. Right. So I, you know, I look back kind of, um, and I was 40 ish by the time I got over it. But, you know, when I was your age, there was no internet. Like, I know that's hard for uh, millennials to grasp, really. (laughs) But, you know, there was no way to find anybody anything no. about it you'd had to go to a, a university library i remember i went to university and i went to the library in psychology building and i looked and looked and looked and i could not find it anywhere i'm like okay i'm the only one and i'm crazy that's what i thought right so now of course you can go um on the internet and we find um it affects well about 6% of women 1% of men are afraid of vomiting yeah I mean, um, I was just giving these numbers to someone earlier today. It's like that's 23 million people in the United States alone. Um, so it's a it affects a lot of people, but we're all kind of ashamed of it, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And it's sad that not many doctors know
1: about it. Right. Around – in the UK, they don't know.
0: Yeah, or, well, here in Canada or in the United States, in the English-speaking world – um they don't know much about it if anything mm. um therapists psychotherapists don't know about it and they've said some terrible things to some people that i've you know ended up as my clients uh tell me stories but have you have you um ever been able to get any kind of psychotherapy or help for it in so far um i've had
1: um hypnosis that did not do a thing i've
0: had counseling
1: numerous of numerous counseling sessions i've had um i've had a lot of cbt that hasn't oh. seemed to help and i have also the most latest one i suppose i've been doing um thrive with rob kelly mm-hmm. and that's all around the world it's quite amazing really Um mm-hmm. he does actually help to um for people to overcome their phobia but I'm I'm struggling. I'm quite dyslexic, so I mm-hmm. struggle with reading reading and um, understanding fully the books that he has okay. written.
0: Yeah, well, there's the one book. Curio, Medi- are you working through the book? Or are you uh, working in a program with someone? Um, I have worked in a program with two or three people.
1: I think I must have spent about oh, with the- three or four thousand pounds trying to yeah trying to help. Wow. Myself, yeah.
0: Yeah, Thanks no, so but much. with the Thrive, with the have you ha, uh, had have you paid anyone in the Thrive program to yeah. help you? Yeah, 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 yeah. and that's Lots. not really been a a, a great help. It's yeah, I helping. mean the thing about Thrive, and I do I uh, have had uh, someone already talking about it. Several people. Um, thing about Rob Kelly is he's a very very smart man. But he only has a high school education. Uh, yeah. Even if you go on LinkedIn, he doesn't have any psychology. He's got no uh, – calls himself a counselor. He has no qualifications whatsoever. Yeah. And the programs are incredibly expensive. Yes. And um, – you know, to become one of the counselors for his programs, you don't need any education either. No. You just need to sort of sign up. So it's a bit of a scam. But I do tell people if you pay the $30, um, at least that's what it is in Canada for the book, then you're not out too much money. No. And the book, you know, it's I do a review of the book on my website and it's got some good bits in it, you know, but it's certainly not what um you know and he's got all these uh, uh testimonies on the on the internet but i'm very suspicious of you know most of them so yeah can you yeah. tell me a bit about the cbt that you did like what what did the person do with you
1: um the first cbt i had um they I thought the sessions were going really well to start off with. And, you know, she seemed to be helping me a little bit, just my confidence and everything. Um, and then she started to introduce me to exposure therapy. And that was something I really didn't want to do. Um, okay. She asked me to lick my own shoe um, to see if Oh my! She, if she said she would do this with me. So she licked her own shoe. And she asked me to lick my own shoe to see if I would get ill, and she said that you won't get ill. um I refused to do that <laughs> um, yeah, she, she licked her own keyboard and she asked me to lick her keyboard as well, and I refused to do that
0: no is that um, I'm sorry, but i'm I'm so outraged right now. Was that her idea of exposure therapy? Yes, is that what she yes. called exposure? okay, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: and I yeah, was, no, go
0: on. St- like, what? Uh, uh, what were you gonna say?
1: <laughs> she then wanted me to go into um, the hospitals when the norovirus was in there, and obviously, I didn't want to do that anyway. That's like my yeah. worst nightmare. I would rather die in yeah. my mind than right than than do that. I would definitely wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, oh. So I kind of just. Stopped going because it frightened me so much. Like I really was not happy with doing that. Um, So that kind of was left. I think I was about 16 when I first started seeing her. And then I went to another lady. Um, This was only last year um, because I I went to the doctors and asked for a little bit of help because I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing so well. Um, Mm -hmm. And they got me in touch with another lady. And um, that was going well to start off with but it wasn't helping my phobia I don't think she'd ever heard of emetophobia she just wanted to boost my self-esteem and Mm -hmm. um she asked me to I was told by the doctor I was lactose intolerant and then she asked me to drink a pint of milk to make myself sick to then the exposure would then help me to overcome it and I was debating it. No, so much,
0: no. I, I it it would not drop. have. Trust no. me. Oh, that's awful. I'm so sorry you went through that. It was like, it was awful. Part of me is like, it's like I have half my brain is really angry right now, and the other half feels so bad for you. Yes. Um, and and so many other people that have gone through that. So everyone who's listening. If you go to a therapist who tells you to lick your shoe, get out fast yeah. before you pay them any more money, yeah. or who tells you to try to vomit or go to a hospital, uh, that is not exposure therapy. That is a, a kind of flooding that will just re-traumatize you because yeah. you're not ready for it. Um, yeah. I mean, the way out of this phobia, the only evidence-based uh kind of way out is CBT. But exposure therapy should start with, let's look at the word vomit. Now, does your anxiety go up a little bit? Where do you feel that in your body? Okay, can you breathe? Can you try to get it back down again? Okay, now let's go on to looking at a little cartoon, you know, that's drawn of a person that looks a little bit unwell, you know, like that's what exposure therapy is. It should start very, very small like that. And in the end, it, the very end when, you, you know, uh, like the, the steps, sh- there should be like a hundred steps before you would ever get to maybe go sit in a hospital waiting room or something. And it it would never end with you vomiting because that is just ridiculous. I'm sorry, but if you're afraid of cancer, you don't need to get cancer to prove okay. you, to yourself that you're you'd be all right if you got cancer. You know, that's not that's not uh, that puts all the emphasis on vomiting when the problem is anxiety. Yeah, it's not vomiting. Yeah, and I'm doing hand signals again on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing outward when I say it puts the emphasis on vomiting that I'm pointing at myself. Anyway, but no, it's, a, it's an anxiety problem, you yeah. know? And um, yeah, I'm really sorry that you went through that. I did go through 10 therapists before I found one that would help me in the end. And of course, that was in the years before the internet and whatnot. So, you know, um, it wasn't until the internet and there was a woman in the Netherlands that put some pictures up like of oh, just, you know, a pumpkin that looks a bit like it's vomiting and a few yeah. things like that. You've probably seen that picture. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I was able to use that with my therapist at the time. But, yeah, wow. Um, I, I feel very bad for people. And uh, the money that you spent as well, you were saying – thousands yeah. of pounds yeah thousands
1: especially it was probably the most money I've spent with Rob you know I I did boot uh-huh. camp with him and it, okay. it was about a thousand pound to get up there and to do mm-hmm. it and I paid
0: it and I, oh, I just don't none of it helped none of it has yeah. helped yeah yeah I know and there are so many uh like first of all there's the uninformed people right like yeah. you went to um a therapist who was uninformed. Mm-hmm. And because even if you're a germaphobe, you do not, like, I never asked my clients to do something that they wouldn't norm, a normal person wouldn't do, you know, by normal, I'm doing air quotes now. I mean, you know, without emetophobia, none of us is normal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean, I've heard of them trying to get you to put your hand in a dumpster and lick your hand and, Put on the toilet seat and lick your hand. I'm like, no one does that. So that's ridiculous. No, nobody, and no one would do it. And you could go and interview people, you know, on the street uh, that don't have a metaphobia, and they'd be like, Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Right? Oh gosh! Wow. So, um, uh, sorry, but I had to. I had to rant there you know, cause I, I mean, it really upsets me. Um, can you tell us a bit about your life? Like what, do you have a job? Do you have a relationship? Like what, what's your life like?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually work for a company, um, that's based in Bridport and, um, they make nets, they're called Hucknets and I'm a sales administrator in there and, um, I have amazing work colleagues. We're like a Big big family. It's it's. They are the really the ones that help help me get through. Um, you know, if if I feel anxious, I'm better to be at work than be at home dwelling on things because they know right. exactly I'm scared of. They know exactly what I'm scared of. Um, you know, it's brilliant. Um, so it doesn't isn't really affect me in my job necessarily because I'm I they know when I'm anxious and. A, there's another girl one of my best friends she does suffer with um, anxiety as well Um, but at home I sometimes um, I do nails I'm a nail technician so um, I do that in the evenings and sometimes on weekends depending on how I feel Um, yeah so I've got quite a little nice little clientele there which is lovely Um, I have a boyfriend and we have been together probably just over a year Oh, and nice! He's very, very supportive. Very. That's great. He, he does suffer with anxiety himself, but his is, mm. you know, his isn't exactly the same as mine. Um, we can't. We're kind of very good for each other. So, yeah. he has a beautiful daughter, which I get on amazing with. We, you know, we we've got a lovely little life. It's just a shame that this phobia yeah. just it really gets in the way. And I've got two lovely dogs. I've got a puppy, and she's a Rottweiler, and she's just nuts. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I've got a beautiful, she's lovely, and I've got a pug, and she's the craziest (laughs) little pug ever. And do you know what? It's so bizarre because my pug is a very sicky dog.
0: Mm. And
1: I have actually, sometimes she doesn't make any noise that she's going to be sick like a normal dog. But other times she does. And when she's about to be sick, I will hold my hands just so it doesn't go on my carpet. It's bizarre because oh, I don't wow. mind animals sick at all. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But humans no. That's what really, really gets right. me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is it really scary for you to be around um to like see other people sick even if it's not contagious? Yeah. 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 Yes. I was like that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, peop, I I always admire kind of people on the Facebook groups that are like, oh, she's just pregnant. That doesn't bother me. Or he's just drunk. I'd be mean, like, no, I'd be gone. I'd be running yeah. down the street. doesn't bother, you know, it didn't matter yeah. to me why you were sick. I was just absolutely yeah. terrified. Yeah. So is, that is quite shocking.
1: Yeah. I can, I can be around someone who is sick um, from like alcohol I suppose. I don't yeah. like it. My heart rate goes up and I do get anxious. Uh-huh. But once, sometimes when my, my friend, she gets sick from alcohol, I can be around her and hold her stuff.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Obviously, I don't right. want it on me <laughs> or want yeah. to see it happening, but I'll wait in the cubicle while she is being sick just to okay. help her.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good then. Yeah. Well, New Year is coming up. Um yeah. are you a New Year's resolution kind of person or not? Um, I shouldn't say it's coming up. I think we're gonna drop this broadcast on actual New Year's Day. So yeah. happy New Year, everyone. Happy um, New Year. Yeah. Are you a are you a, a New Year's resolution person? Um, I am actually. Sometimes sometimes I
1: tend to stick them, sometimes I don't. It it really depends um what it is. I suppose I would love to go on a diet just to get healthy. <laughs> um you know I, you know I'm, I'm a one I suffer from IBS and I've been told that it's, it's probably oh. due to do my anxiety but I have been told it's also my diet so I would love to get okay. my diet on the on the go so on a,
0: yeah I only laugh yeah. because first of all you don't look overweight to me you're beautiful <sighs> and secondly I laugh because I that's exactly what I always say to I think everyone um, does don't they? I know I um I remember going to some kind of a seminar or something one time, and they said, don't wait for like New Year's Day or your birthday or whatever to make a resolution to turn over a new leaf to start something. Just say it's a Tuesday and today's the day, you know, when I'm going to whatever. So, yeah, it is because <laughs> I always used to break my New Year's resolutions yeah. to get healthy and to exercise and everything. And then you got to wait another whole year before you can be bothered again. You know? day, yeah, so, And you never stick so to them that, anyway. So, Who really sticks right. to them? So the thing is, this phobia is highly treatable, and I hope that you can get some help that of people that really can help you because there are actually a lot around now. On my website, I do have a uh, like a therapist list, so you can look and see if there's someone in your area or if they work on uh, a lot of them because a lot of them work on Skype and telehealth now, you yeah. know. Um, and, and there are a list of people that have treated it before and they're familiar with it and so on. So at least you get a little, um, better chance at, and, uh, not wasting your money, but I would love that. Well, I really would yeah, well, you've been delightful. Um, so thank you for coming on this, um, this new year podcast with me yeah, and, you. um, yeah, I'll see you around the, probably around the uh, Facebook groups. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.